0: Welcome to Memorizing Scripture, my name is Gordon, and this week our memory verse is 1 Corinthians 10.13. 1 Corinthians 10.13, let's go ahead and recite it. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Again, what a great verse to encourage us throughout the week that there's no temptation greater than God and He will always provide the way of escape. I'm going to give a little context to this verse today and talk about the Church of Corinth and then also talk about uh, where this verse lays in that book. So the Church of Corinth was a pretty immoral city. I don't know how much you guys have uh, or how much experience you guys have had studying the book of Corinthians, first or second. But much of the city had pagan worship, and much of the church members were still involved in sin and pagan worship. And so Paul had written many letters over the years for correction, and they went back and forth. And in this letter, Paul is answering much of their questions, or many of their questions. So in chapters 8 and 9, kind of leading up to chapter 10, Paul is speaking to the freedoms that we have in Christ. This is where many of us might be familiar with the verse, to the Jew I became a Jew, and to the Gentile I became a Gentile. And I have become all things to all men so that I may be by all means save some. And so Paul continues to talk about the Christian liberties all the way to chapter 10. And we start <coughs> chapter 10 right away with an example from Israel in Exodus. And so he says in verse one, for I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them. And the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. So stopping right there at verse 5, just pointing out that the Israelites were leaving uh, Egypt, and they, and this is part of the Exodus story, and and um, they were all together. They they experienced this all together. Yet many of them did not want God or need God over time because they thought their way was better. And so we come to this story in Exodus 32 where they want to create an idol. And so just in a very brief, short way to recap the story of what Paul is referring to. Um. We're going to go over the story of the golden calf. And so the people thought Moses was gone. That Moses went up to talk to God and that he was gone and he wasn't coming back. And so they asked Aaron Aaron, hey, can you create an idol? And Aaron was like, yeah, I could create an idol. I'm going to create this golden calf. So why don't you bring me all your gold and jewelry and I'm going to melt it down and create this golden calf. And we're going to worship around it. We're going to dance around it. We're going to commit sexual immoral immoral acts around it. And so God was furious. And while Moses was still up on the mountain talking to God, he said, I'm going to destroy them. And Moses was like, wait, wait, hold on. Can I change your mind? And God said, okay. That's fine. And so when Moses came down, he was seeing all this and he was angry. And so he smashed the two tablets on the ground and he confronted Aaron and all who worshiped and participated in this worship of the golden calf were forced to drink from the river of which Moses melted down the golden calf, poured it in the river and they drank from it. And so then he asked, okay, all those who want to follow the Lord, follow me. And the sons of Levi came. And so Moses instructed them, okay, kill who was ever committing those worship sins, those the worshipping the idols, those immoral sins and idolatry. And that was 3000 men. And so so yeah, so they had their daggers and they went and they killed 3000 men and after that God sent a plague. And so we're going to find out this is where we get the the verse in verse 8 the 23000 number. So Moses and sons of Levi killed 3,000 men. Then God sent a plague after that. <clears throat> and in Exodus 32, 35, that's where the plague is. It says, then the Lord sent a plague on the people because they made a calf, the one that Aaron made. Now, if we know that story, and it's a quick recap. We're now going back to verse 6 in 1 Corinthians 10, 6 to figure out what he's talking about. So, Let me just back up one second. In verse five, again, he said, nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, verse six says, now these things took place as an example for us that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did as 23,000 fell in a single day. That's what I was referring to before. We must not put Christ to the test, as some of them did, and they were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble, as some of of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, including us, on which the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall, and that leads us to our verse, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So I want to point out two things just going back in verse 9. It says, "We we must not put Christ to the test as some of them did, and they were destroyed by serpents. And this was interesting because... The first part makes sense. We might not put Christ to the test. We might not, must not think like, okay, God, show us a sign, do the things we want to do. We don't trust you. That's, that's what verse nine is starting to say. Like, we don't, we don't trust you, God. We're going to test you to see if you're still God and that we love you, that you love us. And, you know, cause we're all about ourselves. And then it says "As some of them did and were destroyed by serpents. And I think that this is referring to numbers 21. I, I didn't necessarily find it anywhere else. But in Numbers 21, verse 5, it says, And the people spoke against God and against Moses. So they were grumbling. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food, no water, and we loathe in this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many of Israel died. So many people of Israel died. Uh, That is just, don't grumble against God. That's your lesson there, kids. <laughs> uh, so that's where that, that part comes from. And in verse 10, uh, I think he's also referring to Numbers 14. Uh, I'm just going down. Then the congregation raised a loud cry and the people wept all night. All of them were of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt or that we have died in this wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us go choose a leader and go back to Egypt. And then if you keep going, that's the grumbling, by the way, that's my interpretation. It was probably even more. It was worse than that. And the men who Moses uh, going down to verse 36 and the men of Moses who sent to spy out the land return and made all the congregation grumble against him by bringing up a bad report about the land. The men who brought up the bad report of the land died by plague before the Lord. And of the men who went to spy the land, only Joshua and Caleb remained alive. So you can see that as Paul is referring to people grumbling, um, uh, God sent serpents, God sent plagues. And this is an example for us that, the Israelites thought they were better than God really they were over. They were just overconfident. They thought they could do it without God. They thought that they didn't trust God. And that's our example God is doing a huge, God did a huge miracle in getting them out of Egypt. And then just minutes later, basically they're, they're saying, no, we don't want this. We don't want this life. We want to go back to being slaves because what God did for us is not good enough. And so if anyone thinks he can live without God or do things on his own, this is a warning for us in verse 12. This is the warning that the, the freedom that we have in Christ is not a freedom for us to do whatever we want, however we want. Uh, the freedom is is <coughs> excuse me. The freedom is our grace and our forgiveness in Jesus Christ that we're not bound by sin anymore. And we're not forgiven so that we can sin more. And just be forgiven more. That that's silly. Paul talks about that, um, and it's not because we're God's people and we can do whatever we want because we got God's coverage, and it's not because we have God's favor and so therefore we're indestructible. And so this is this is a warning. And and verse twelve again it says, uh, therefore let anyone who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Anyone who thinks basically they're overconfident. Anyone who thinks they don't need God. This is a warning. But it's also a courage, an encouragement that leads us to our verse in verse thirteen. There's no temptation, selfishness, idolatry, sexual morality, lying, jealousy, stealing, hate, anger, lust. It's common to all people. There's nothing that is not common. We all struggle with sin since the fall, and God will not let us be tempted beyond our ability. There always is a way of escape so that we can endure it, and and that's what he's he's saying that it. We needed to take heed and there's no temptation out there that God can't pull us through. We need to continue to trust God, which is what the Israelites did not do. So Paul's encouraging us here, and he's also creating a firm statement. We're not invincible and because we're not invincible because God loves us, but we are we are protected by God. He loves us as a father. If we choose to obey him, he wants to walk us, walk with us in fellowship. And so tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit more about that key point of temptation and God's faithfulness. But this is the context of which Paul is writing this verse. And I thought it was pretty helpful in understanding some of the history. And this podcast probably went went a little longer, but I hope that you guys learned from something. And I would encourage you, there's probably a ton of stuff that I missed as far as what we could have talked about, but I would encourage you to go back, Exodus 20, Numbers 21, Numbers 14, and, um, and then also in our verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So... Um, again, <clears throat> Paul is encouraging us and also creating a very firm warning at this time, too, about what the Israelites do did. So again, every single time I talk about note cards for our verse, um, the point, again, is repetition. Use note cards. I think also some people use the the um, wallpaper on their phones. And so I'm going to create a video in the next few weeks to walk you through how to put wallpaper. Um, a verse on your wallpaper. Pretty simple, an easy way to do it basically. Uh, If you haven't found that person to be accountable with, find a person that you can be accountable with to recite this verse to. And if you want to contact me at ideamailbag at gmail.com, you can contact me with emails, questions, ideas, again at ideamailbag at gmail.com. And continue to spread this podcast by liking it, subscribing it, commenting, rating it, reviewing it. That'd be really, really helpful. And we're going to end this podcast with repeating our our memory verse, each line I'm going to repeat. Again, the first one I'll say, and then the second, uh, the repetition is for you to get involved with. So, here we go. <clears throat> no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will provide... He Sorry. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape. That you may be able to endure it. That you may be able to endure it. All right. Fantastic job today. Until next time, continue to put on the mind of Christ.